We're going to go ahead and start with our devotional service and pray, God, that you all would just join in with us here and let us celebrate this marvelous day. Yes, Lord. That yes. The Lord has created. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let it be real, real, real. Let it be.
saint who never knew our God. that you would just touch your people. Yes, Lord. Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For somebody to stand in need of your blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank him. And we just ask now, Father, that you just move throughout this yes, church, yes. this congregation. Thank you, Lord. In a mighty and powerful way. Thank you, Lord. We ask now, Father, that you look down upon the pastor of this church. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. We ask that you continue to bless him, Father. Yes, Lord. 
Bless him and his household, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank we you. ask now, Father, that you would give him a word, Father. A word that might be able to help somebody on this Christian. Thank journey. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We ask, Father, that you would just help him to lead your people. Yes, Lord. In yes. the way that you would help us to go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And then, Father, we ask that you look down upon him. Have mercy. Reverend Jenkins. Have mercy. Morning, Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. And touch him and bless him, Father. Touch him, as Lord. You see fit, touch him, Lord. Bless his household. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just got so much to be thank thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your thank mercy you. and grace, Father. Your mercy. Thanking you for last night lying thank down you, and early rising this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the many blessings, Father. Thank you, Father, thank for you, watching Lord. those, Father. Thank you. Then, Father, we come asking you to look down upon our sick and shut Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would just touch them this morning, Father. Thank God. Touch Mother Thomas this yes, morning, Father. For she's standing in need of your blessing this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank then, you, Lord. Father, we pray that you would just Thank bless you. this service. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let it be what you will have. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let your will be done. Your will, Lord. Your in the will. life of your people. Yes, sir. Lord, we thank you. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Thank you. And good God to us all. Thank you, Lord. It is in the blessed name of our Son, Jesus, that we do pray. Amen. 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 Don't you let nobody turn you around. Turn you around.
Lord. Amen. 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 This is going to bring you into our devotional service, but not to the end of our praise. We pray God and richest blessing upon each and every one of you, my father's children. We now turn the remainder of the service over into the hands of the people.
you find on the Italian program, that's Psalms 1. We, really, we are going to read it responsibly. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do we meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. And we know that God's word is already blessed. It's praying time. It's that time for our, for our family prayer and our altar prayer. You know, I ask you to ask me get together by family prayer and those that are going to come, come closer to the altar uh, for, for whatever special prayer that you need this morning. I'm going to call a few people names here so you keep in mind. Amen? While we go into this prayer. I'm going to call to prayer. That's uh, Nicole niece. That's in the right sister tongue, right? That's Capria. And uh, she's in the hospital in intensive care. And we want to pray that God is able to do all we know. He's too wise to make a mistake, right? So we've asked Sister Tom to come and stand in her stead. Let's make sure that we keep Brother Jackson in prayer. Amen. 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 She can stay sitting. It's okay. God is all ahead. I noticed that we have uh, Brother Jordan and we have Sister Frello close to the front. God is still in the blessing business. His storehouse is yet to run out of miracles. If anybody don't know the prayer works, can you do so we know that prayer works? Amen. Okay, amen. Because we are Christians doesn't mean that we don't have struggles. We don't have issues, we don't have things that happen. Because we in this world, we're going to learn a little bit more about that later in message day, but we're going to know that stuff will happen to Christians. Y'all yes. 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 hear me? Amen. Bad things happen to good Christians. Yes. Amen? Yes. But that God's still on the throne. Yes, He is. Our requirement is to keep on praying. Mm -hmm. Amen? Dr. Jacob, my grandma used to say, keep your hand in the wine chamber. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. God will work it out. And sometimes that's not that's hard to preach to yourself when you're going through it. Right. But we're going to have good Christians around and tell you about it anyway. Amen. We're going to pray that God do what he said he's going to do anyway. Yes. And we're going to have to pray this prayer with anticipation and expectation. Amen. 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 Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, right now, give us once another time. We come together. We take out this time, Father God, because we're not ignorant to the fact that you are Lord and Savior. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Father God, without you, we are nothing. But in you and through you, all things are possible. So we ask, oh, Father God, that you just have your way in this place. Father God, somebody needs you for one thing and somebody needs you for another. But Father, we come together right now because... We know that you're more than able. Yes, Lord. 
More than able to deliver us. Father God, we ask you to create this clean heart and renew us the right spirit. Then when you're done that, Father God, we ask you for a fresh anointing. One, fill us up from the sole of our feet to the crowns of our heads. Then when you're done that, Father God, we ask you for a fresh anointing. Restore your people right now, right now, that's in, un, in and under the sound of my voice. Restore them the joy of their salvation. Father God, you said that you would do what you said you would do for us. You said it in your word. You said you would be a balm and give it. And that by your stripes we are healed. You said all sickness are not unto death. Father God, you said that you would just heal our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. So Father God, those names that I've called and those that are standing in need of prayer right now, Father God, touch, heal, and deliver right now in the name of Jesus. If it's in the hospital room where they are, Father God, we ask that you just go to the hospital room and move by your spirit. Father God, you got some people that are in care of your people. We ask so, Father God, that you guide their hands and guide their thought process. So they do only what you want done to your people, Father God, to deliver them. And Father God, we ask you to give us a mind right now to be patient on you while you're working on them. And Father God, give us a mind and a spirit accept the decisions you make for us when we're going through whatever we're going through. Father God, we know it's not just a cliche. We know that you're too wise to make a mistake. You know what we need and when we need it. And Father God, you orchestrated the affairs and the destiny of our lives. Man does not control it. The enemy does not control it. But Father God, we know that you're more than able. You walked out our steps before the foundations of the earth. So we ask so Father God that you just give us peace while we're going through. That's a passive all understanding right now. Heal your people's body right now and make them whole in the name of Jesus. Father God, someone needs a financial blessing. Someone needs a way made out of nowhere that only you can do. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Father God, you did it for the children of Israel back in, 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 in the wilderness. And we know you're still doing it today. Turn the circumstance and situation around right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we don't know how you're going to do it. We just ask that you just do what you say you would do. You say that you are a way maker. You have proven to us, Father God. We don't doubt you. You have done it before for us in the past, and you will do it again. Fix the circumstance and situation now. Work it accordingly and to the good of your people. Those that are called according to your purpose, work it to their good right now in the name of Jesus. Be a battle axe, oh Father God. In the time of a battle, be a strong tower right now, Father God. You've never lost a battle. You've never been defeated right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you to move and loose it right now in the heavens so you can get loosed in the earth right now. We ask, oh God, that you bind it right now in heaven so we can bind it right up in heaven. Father God, we ask you to come against a foul and malignant spirit that's come up in the midst of your people and against your people and let the mighty, miraculous blood of your son Jesus come against every spirit that's risen up against your people right now. Father God, don't do it for our sake, but do it for your name's sake. Father God, so we can tell the world of what a mighty God we serve. So we can boast and we can proclaim that look what our God done for us once again. Because the world wants to think that you're a high power, but we know you more personally than that. The world wants to think that you're the higher power that sits 
are somewhere just answering our, our request. But we know you better than that. You're a friend that's sticking closer than, than a brother. You're a deliverer right now. You're a healer. You're a doctor in the sick room. Father God, you're a lawyer in a courthouse. Right now, in the name of Jesus, after you've done all those things, oh, Father God, we ask you right now, encourage your people. Father God, right now, encourage us right now. We're in the midst of the battle. We have reached beyond. When we can't, when we get to the break and we can't go any farther, reach beyond the break. And help us, Father God. Help us to know that everything's going to be just all right. And Father God, we ask, oh, Father God, some way, somehow, give us a spirit of thankfulness. Thank you, Lord. In the midst of our mess. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Allow us to thank you even though we don't know what the outcome will be. Father, we're not going to wait till the end. Because we know already you said that you would work all things together, Father. Bless your people. I cover your people right now. In the blood of your son, Jesus. Cover them. They're going out. They're coming in. Right now. In the name of Jesus. We'll thank you in advance right now. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you we thank you for whatever you do. And all who love the Lord say amen. 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 Put your hands together. Give God a hand clap of praise.
Jesus, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome, family, to our Sunday morning Christian uh, Sunday morning worship service. We are so glad to see those of you in the sanctuary this morning and re-greet those who are streaming with us today on Facebook. God is good and he is worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Good morning, family. Okay, can you hear you out there? Good morning, family. Praise the Lord. We just want to remind you that on Tuesday evening, August the 29th at 6 p.m., we're asking you to join us on the phone line for our prayer service and Bible study. Please join with us. We do have a wonderful time in the Lord studying His Word. So we're encouraging you to be with us this Tuesday at 6 p.m. The a phone line number is on the back of your program. We also want to remind the ladies that Seaboard 2023 Women's Conference will be held via Zoom. And you know, we say Women's Conference, but there's always a word in there for men also. So we're asking you to join us on September the 15th at 7 p.m. and the 16th at 9 a.m. That's on Saturday morning. Registration is $25, and those who, those of us who are promise keepers, uh, registration is free. Now, if you don't know what promise keeper is all about, you can see me after the service, and I'll be so happy to share that information with you. To God be all the glory. Now, this afternoon at 4 p.m., we will be traveling to New, I'm sorry, Greater New Bethel Missionary Baptist Church. The address is on your program, where we will be celebrating with them their church dedication service. As you know, the church had a fire five years ago. And from that time until this, they went through a whole lot trying to put things back together again. But God is so good. He has raised them from ashes to beauty. So we're asking those of you who can come to please join us at Greater Bethel this afternoon at 4 p.m. Now the church has selected, Greater Bethel has selected the colors and shades of uh, blue. So if you have something blue, just join us. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just join us and let us praise the Lord with them for his goodness. Uh, we want to continue to um, say happy birthday to all those who were born in August. And we do have some refreshments in the dining room afterwards. So we're encouraging everybody to just stick around fellowship and wish those with birthdays. Um, Sister Angela White Brown, who will be celebrating her birthday on tomorrow. And of course, Nicole, who will be celebrating her. She's not with us today. And all of those born in the month of August, just join us for a few moments after service. So we can wish you a happy birthday. Please continue to pray for all of the sick, shut in, and bereaved. Pray for our pastor, our leaders, and members. Remember, prayer changes everything. We are living in trying times now. We see how the world is, what is happening in our world right now. And if ever there was a time to pray, and I mean serious prayer, now is the time. So we're encouraging you to keep your prayer wheel turning. In Jesus' name we pray. This concludes my announcements and is now turned back into the hands of the pastor. Pastor, I'm so sorry. I was just reminded of the pool of inspiration for the day. I thought I was done, but I am not. Our inspirational quote for the day is, what the world neglects, the Lord accepts. Isn't that great news, church? Back into the hands of pastor. What the world neglects, the Lord accepts. 
That's good news. That's real good news. Some of us in the world got rejected. God showed, restored us, and kept us, didn't he? Amen. We thank God for that. Uh, actually, govern yourselves according to the nonsense that are read into your hearing. There's a lot on there, but she read so eloquently. This is to make sure we be where we need to be and we know where we need to be, right? Amen. 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 We thank God for each and every, every one of you. Keep our sick and shut in prayer. We must do that. Continue to do that. Don't forget our sick and shut in, even the ones we don't see. But continue to pray for them. If you never know what somebody's need, God puts someone on your heart and in your spirit. We make sure you, you don't have to close your eyes to pray. Pray for them anyway. Amen? Because prayer still works. Amen? Amen. I think I've covered that eloquently enough for you. I know visitors in the sanctuary today for the past. I've seen a real good today. we got all homegrown folks in here today. Amen? Amen. It is offering time. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Bring on his house and his storehouse, and be meat in my house. He said, Who can I tell God? Sit down and open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen? God also says in the same, same passage of scripture, He will rebuke the devour for our sakes. He said that He will protect. He will protect what He has blessed you with, what you have earned to Him from the enemy. Discourage him every way he can. So don't let him do that. Amen. Call those things and not as they are right now in your life. And put God first. He will make a way out of the way. Let's bless this offering in advance before you come. Oh Lord our God, our exhibition in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to come back and give that precious to you that you have blessed us with. You only ask us for a tenth part of God. We're going to do that. Father God, but we're also going to give more. We're going to be sacrificial. We're going to be sacrificial also, Father God, because you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Father God, we know that you can make a way out of nowhere. So come against the spirit of poverty and failure that's harassing your people right now. Let the spirit of success and prosperity breathe within the lives of your people. Work all things together for the good. Open up doors that have been closed to them right now. Make a way out of nowhere. Do it, Father God, like you say you would. Return it unto your people. Press down, shaking together, and running over. And all the love the Lord say, Amen. Amen and amen. Church, stand up, come back, quiet, give us some music.
hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, God. Thank you. Thank you so much, God. I'm just this morning. Thank you so much. Here's a word from the Lord. In the New Testament book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Can you bow to us to Romans chapter 8? We'll shine some on the spotlight. In verses 18 through 25. Verses 18 through 25 of Romans chapter 8. find this verse. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Are y'all still with me? <clears throat> For we know that the whole creation groaned and travail it in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For when a man see it, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. But if we hope for that we, we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. All right. Was y'all with me? Yes. I want to put a tag on this text this morning just for a short while. Just wait for it. Then take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Just, excuse me, just wait for it. Just wait for it. Just wait. Romans 8 deals specifically and particularly with our life in the spirit. And there's a dual nature in us. We have the spirit of Christ, but we still struggle 
with our fleshly nature. We are already children of God, but not yet. Because there's a duality in our person. We are spiritual on one hand and carnal on the other. We are victorious on one hand and utterly defeated on the other hand. There's a war in New Jerusalem going on. My flesh wars against my spirit. I have a new nature in that I am born of the Spirit of God. And at the same time, I am carnal in my desires. I want to do the right thing. But evil is always present. The good that I would do, I find myself not doing. And the evil that I thought I had given up, the evil that I don't want to do, that's what I do. Because I am in the kingdom and I'm not yet. Paul in Romans chapter 8 does a masterful job of laying out for us in a very strong theological perspective what belongs to us as children of God. Are y'all with me? We have an adoption. Then we have an assurance. Then we have an affluence that belongs to us as children of God. But even though we have life in the spirit, there's still the war with our flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Paul says, for they that are after the flesh do not mind the things, they that are after the flesh mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. He says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. All right. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But in the spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you, then he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. I'm in the book, y'all. For right. many of us as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fail. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit in Jerusalem that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him together. That's high church. That's high church talk. That's strong spiritual talk. 
But then we got to get our feet back on the ground. All right. And recognize that although I walk in the spirit, I still struggle in my flesh. This duality of our person, this already and not yet, strains the serious Christian. It strains the serious Christian because we really want to please God. I said the serious Christian really, seriously, honestly wants to please God. But we have a sworn enemy, Satan himself, who battles with us on a daily basis to keep us from pleasing the God we say we love. I come to love this hymn, Sister Sister Frodo, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Because that hymn says, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy throne above. I really mean that when I sing, Sister Thomas, but as soon as church is over, as soon as I get up from my knees on devotional time, the spirit that I just claimed I love, I do something to displease him. Because there's a war in my members. My brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to discourage the Christian walk we're trying to follow. I'm trying to tell you, when you're a serious Christian, it is a stressful walk. It is a strain. It's a struggle always. Because when you want to do right, Satan will not let you do right. Because your old nature will always come up. And sometimes the spirit gets the victory. And then sadly, there are times when the flesh gets the victory. That's why I think, I don't understand it, that's why you ought to, you ought to be coming to church. You ought to stay in church. You ought to read your Bible all the time. You ought to be in the company of godly people. You ought to ask God constantly to fill you and refill you with his Holy Spirit. Because on every hand, on every turn, the devil is trying to snatch you from the Father's hand. This word, this word, this word, this word that said, just wait for it. It's, it's the tension. It gives me tension. It's tension for me because I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I have been born again. I know that, that, but I still struggle with daily. I struggle daily with trying to please God. Some of you have figured the whole thing out. God bless you. Thank you. I wish you, I wish you could give me some of your secrets since you got it all figured out. But now, but there are those of us in here under the sound of my voice who have been saved. No, we've been changed. No, our names are written in heaven. But every day, it's a strain. It's stress. It's struggle. I mean to do right. To do right, please. When I get up in the morning, I tend to do right. But before nightfall, the real Warren Clark shows up. That's why I love New Jerusalem here. Here, we, we, we recognize in this place that we don't have it all together. Yes, we do. We keep it real. You're, you're a Christian, but you're still struggling. All right. You've been born again, but you still have some issues. You know God and every day, every time you desire to do good, evil is always present. Always. 
Now, now, now let's look at what the text says and let's walk. Look, let's look at what the text says starting in Romans 8, 18. Let's walk through the text and unpack this thing. For I reckon, for I reckon, that word reckon is an accounting term. I reckon, that's a mathematical term. That's, that's an accounting term. I reckon, Paul says, when I put it all on the scale, Paul says, when I balance it out, when I look at it on one hand and I look at it on the other hand, I reckon that one side outweighs the other side. We are suffering in the world. That's on one side. But on the other side, the scales will be balanced. When he comes, it will be balanced. I'm struggling right now, but God's going to straighten it out after a while. I'm going through it right now, but God's going to level it all out. I'm having a hard time right now, but that's, that too shall pass. I reckon that the suffering of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will ultimately, finally be revealed. I'm going to get back to that in a minute, but let me say just a few things before I end this tomorrow presentation. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to try and just leave you alone. Just wait for it. Just, just, just wait for it. Talk about it. how we in this world, in this flesh, in this body, we are constantly growing. Y'all with me? In this body, in this world, creation is groaning and our body is groaning. Earthquakes in Chile and in California, hurricanes in California, are y'all with me? Tropical storms in Texas. The Mojave Desert was flooded last week. Your creation is groaning. A mudslide in Washington State. The polar caps, the ice glaciers are melting. Creation is groaning. We had an unusually bitter winter this year. I don't know about you, but the summers seem to be getting hotter every year. The creation is groaning. Floods are carrying away whole towns. The earth is shaking under our feet. That's creation groaning. Call it a global warming. Call it unusual atmospheric conditions. Call it tectonic plates shifting under the earth's surface or the crust. Whatever you want to call it, it's creation wanting to get back to what God created to be. That did not happen before Adam and Eve sinned. The Bible says before Adam and Eve sinned, it never rained on the earth. God watered the earth with a mist and the vegetation was lush and growing. They never had heard thunder in the Garden of Eden. The earth had never shook before. Rivers never overflowed their banks before. All of this is a consequence of sin. When Adam sinned, he plunged creation into suffering. The world, the earth, the atmosphere, everything is out of whack, is out of kilter because of sin. Y'all quiet, y'all with me? Creation is groaning. Trees are budding before their season. 
Fruit is falling before time because your creation doesn't know what is going on on the earth. It's groaning. It's suffering underneath the burden of sin. Brothers and sisters, not only does creation groan with earthquakes, floods, mudslides, atmospheric kind of conditions that has never happened before, the creation groan, but we as Christians are groaning. We are groaning. Just wait for it. The creation groans, but also Christians are groaning. You don't have to be old to testify and fire right here. That you're not the person you were 15 years ago. Some of y'all getting kind of quiet. Let me keep it real with you. You're quiet because guess what? You died it. I said you died it. Not D-I-E-D. You D-Y-E-D it. You have tucked it in. You have cut it back. You have straightened it out. You're trying to make it look younger and fresher. But the truth is, you are groaning. Let me see if I can help somebody here with that. You can't run as fast as you used to. Your mind is not quick and nimble as it used to be. You can't see without your glasses now. You go to the room to look for something and got to go back out of the room to try to remember what you just went in there for. You are groaning. You're looking for your car keys and you have them in your hand. You are groaning. You wake up in the morning and you got to sit on the edge of the bed just to remember where you really are. You're groaning, Dr. Jenkins. Can I get a witness in here? If it's not your shoulder, it's your knee. If it's not your knee, it's your back. If it's not your back, it's your elbow. There's a leak. I wish I had a witness in here. In this old building, and one day my soul has got to move. It's always something cracking and leaking and leaning. Because even as Christians, we are groaning under the weight of sin. Let me talk to some real Christians in here this morning. You ever been so sick you couldn't pick your head up off the pillow? Have you ever been so burdened down and couldn't figure out really what could be your problem? You can't even put your finger on it. I wish I had somebody help me preach this day. You were in a room full of people, but you still were lonely. House full of company, but you still couldn't get it together. Because there are some things, listen to me, church, there are some things that Christians need that human companionship cannot supply. All right. All right. So then, can I get a witness in here? I wonder why I'm starting to get used to my singleness. Because God got a way of coming in and filling the void till you get used to the way things are. Can I get a witness in Oh, can I get a witness in there? Young people got to terminology. I don't know if I used that. Yeah, I used that. My daughter told me that. She said, Daddy, you just ain't thirsty. No, I ain't thirsty no more. <laughs> but Christians have a different need. We groan because this place is just really not our home. Are y'all feeling it, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm groaning, I'm groaning. You've never been burned out, you're groaning. Sometimes I get lonesome for heaven. And I want to be with the one who created me. 
I got brothers and sisters. I got friends. I'm family. But this is not my home. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger traveling through this barren land. And thank God, I don't want to get comfortable in this world. Now let me see if I can unpack that for you. This world is a mess. I mean, you can't hardly look at a commercial without some sexual or homosexual overtones in the commercial. You can hardly watch television with your children. Talk back to me if you know what I'm talking about. Modern family is a disgrace. What's going on in the sports world? That's a disgrace. What's going on in the streets? That's a disgrace. What's going on in the news? Every time you listen to the news, it's a rape, it's a child being molested, it's some woman being worried, it's some crime being committed. If you can get comfortable with that, you're not a child of God. Because a child of God is not comfortable in a world where there's rape, incest, murder, crime, killing, and stealing. This world is not my home. As believers, we make the mistake when we cling too tenaciously to that which is temporal and that which can be lost. Help me preach on the go. This stuff that you have, that house that you brag about, that car that you can't get through shining, those shoes that you got stacked from the floor to the ceiling up to the ceiling, these clothes that we wear, this money that we accumulate, is temporary. Temporal. I said it's temporal. There's nothing glamorous about really getting old. We have romanticized it and glamorized it to make it look like something to be appealing, something to look for. But I'm looking for, I'm not looking for, I don't want to have to take medicine every day. Okay. I'm looking forward to the pain when I wake up every morning. Right now, it's just every other day I wake up, I have a little bit of pain. But I understand once you cross a certain threshold, I've been taught, it ain't one thing, it's another. And then if you're not having any physical trauma, it's your children that's about to kill you. It's members of your family who's always you got to pray for, and they on your heart, and you got to lift them up in prayer. And you're always hoping for the best for them. But they don't seem to be listening to anything you have to say. If you're comfortable with that, you're not a child of God. We are pilgrims here, strangers here, traveling through this barren land. Enjoy yourself, young people. Have a good time. Run as fast as you can. Learn everything. You, and be as young, young, young as long as you can. But somebody here who's crossed that threshold, and I don't know where that threshold is, because every one of us is, has a different number, but all of us will cross that threshold. Where life will start to turn around. I think it's somewhere in the Bible that you say, look for your beholder in the days of your youth. Serve God while you got a chance. Because it's a sad thing when you didn't give God none of your time when you had your health and strength. And now that you can barely move around, now you want to come to church because you can't make it. Behold your beholder in the days of your youth. Give God a thing so he can prolong your life. Yeah, yeah. Learn anything you can. Have a good time. Run as fast as you can. As Christians, we too will start to grow. Right. One day, it's the MRI on your knee. It's really not wrong with your knee. It's just arthritis. Somebody will tell, tell you to take this and to take that. Somebody will tell you to take that. And you will take this and take that. But the truth is, you're groaning under the weight of sin. 
You're already a child of God, but because of the strain that comes our way, we are not in the kingdom yet. Are y'all with me? Yes. But here's the good news. <laughs> Everything proud I just said to you was bad news, but here's the good news. The creation has been groaning. The Christian has been groaning. But really, it's right here in the text. Paul says, watch this, says Annie, the comforter. Someone called him my parakeet. The Holy Ghost wow. comes alongside us and grows with us. I wish I had one or two boundaries. In my stress, in my strain, as a believer, I have a helper. I have a comforter who comes alongside me to help me carry the load. All right. And when my load gets too heavy, he takes it upon himself. So that I don't even have to bear it at all. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said I thank God for the Holy Ghost. He doesn't come just to make us talk in tongues. He doesn't come to help me do holy dances on it or to shout in church. He comes to shoulder our burden. Right. To get under our load. Because yes. as long as you live in his flesh. You will constantly grow. Paul doesn't leave us in the dark concerning how God will take care of us. He says, likewise, <coughs> read the rest of it when you get home. Likewise, the Spirit of God who understands our infirmities, He grows with us. He's with us in our struggles. He is with us in our pain. Then Paul goes on to close that great chapter by saying, for we know. In spite of our groaning, in spite of the misery in this world, in spite of the trouble that's going on in our families, in spite of the doctor's visits and the pain that's in our body, because if you live long enough, you're going to start losing your loved ones. And you're going to be in the world probably by yourself. All your brothers and sisters could be gone. Your mother and father could be gone. If you look at that long enough, that could discourage a regular person. But Paul says, we know. In spite of the fact that you get fired off your job. In spite of the fact that your friends turn against you. For we know, in spite of the fact, there are some good people who come to church and tell you things they should not tell you in your face. We know, in spite of all that, we get lonesome for heaven our home. And it looks like things are not going to work out in our favor. But if you are a child of God, for we know, sometimes it gets difficult being a Christian. Sometimes the burden is always more than we can handle. Sometimes the strain shows on some of our faces. But we know, sometimes the hurt is almost insuperable. Sometimes the burden is almost incalculable. But we know we get hurt sometimes. We get lied on sometimes. We get abused sometimes. We get misused sometimes, y'all. But we know that all things. Can I say that right again? All things work together for the good to them that love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom the Lord calls, I wish I had a witness right here. He predestines, and who the Lord predestines times, he has already called them. 
After he calls them, he sanctifies them. That means God sets us apart for himself. Can I get the witness right here? Right. That means that man like that. That means matter what, not one, no matter what comes my way, God has got my back. No matter what my enemy tries to do to me, I will be victorious. No matter what the devil throws at me, y'all, God will give me the victory. No matter how dark my night, no matter how long my day, no matter how many tears I shed, I know because the Bible tells me weeping they endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But if you just hold on, joy will come in the morning. This present suffering is not to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Because at the end of that passage, Romans chapter 8 and verse 25, Paul says, if we just wait for it, just wait for it. We already got it, but we still got to wait for it. Let me see how to make that thing plan. I'm going to get out your way. You think I'm shouting right now? You should just wait for it. You think I'm praising God right now? You should just wait for it. You think I'm lifting my hands right now? No, you should just wait for it. Wait until I'm fully adopted. I get a witness there. Wait until I fully get my reward. Is there anybody here waiting on the earnest expectation? But that the word earned, that word earnest means, Dr. J, is that the Holy Ghost came and made an earnest down payment. You know what an earnest payment is? When you're getting ready to buy a house, you don't have all the money yet, but you want the realtor to know that you're serious about the purchase. So you come up with some earnest money to let them know it's not mine yet, but I'm already paying down on it. I wish I had a witness right up in here. This joy that I, that's already mine, but I'm still paying down on it. It's not mine, all the joy that I'm supposed to have. It's not mine, but I'm paying down on it. If you ought to be there when, when he calls, y'all ought to be there when he calls my name. You ought to be there when heaven, and at the gates of heaven when he calls my name. Say, come on in, proud servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Y'all ought to be there when he calls my name. I'm not going to walk in, I'm going to dance in. <laughs> Can I get it when it's over here? Can I get it when it's Listen, I'm going to watch some of some, some. I'm going to watch some folk on their way to the lake of fire. And I'm not, I won't be going. I'm be happy, 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 happy. You think I'm raising my hands right now? Wait till my answer comes. You think I'm giving God glory right now? Wait till my full adoption comes. Is anybody here waiting on Jesus? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Why should I feel discouraged, y'all? God, Jesus, why should I be discouraged? Why, why, why should I worry? Because the shadows are coming. As long as long as heaven is my home, when Jesus is my portion, why am I discouraged? I'm gonna wait on it, y'all. I'm going to wait on it. That's what I'm going to do. Because guess what? It may be hard right now. And guess what? While we go through it, we get sick and tired of being going through what we're going through. But guess what? You are a Christian. You are a child of God. You are heir and joint heir with Jesus the Christ. And guess what? Everything that he was entitled to after resurrection, you are entitled to it. But guess what? There's a thing about why you're going through what you're going through, Sister Angela. You're not just going through it for yourself. You're going through it for somebody else. God preparing you to hook up somebody else because he wants somebody else to who can't make it like you making it through it. He wants you to be able to help. Y'all ain't hearing me right now. He wants you to be able to pull them through. Everything costs something. Your anointing costs something. You think God just was going to hook you up with some anointing and then let you have to pay a price for it? You, Jesus, 
pay it off, but you got to go through something so your anointing is deep and strong. You want the devil to shake you off of what you believe in God. And when they come to you and your person that calls and said, well, I'm sick and tired of praying. I'm not praying no more. Because last week I had this issue and this week I had this issue. And y'all told me in the church last week that everything going to be all right. Yeah, we said everything going to be all right. You still living. You still breathing. You woke up this morning. We told you all of that. But that don't mean that we always told you about skies that's going to be blue all the time. And it's always going to be sunshine. Because we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And what were we created for? We were created to fight. Satan wants to make you turn back. God said, any man who put his hands to the plow and then give up and turn back is not worthy of the kingdom. I don't want God to tell me I'm not worthy of the kingdom. I don't care what I got to go through because guess what? I'm broke, busted, and disgusted right now. So what now, devil? What you going to do now? I got no money. I, what you talking about, devil? I'm going to hang on to God. I know too much for you to make me doubt him right now. I'm just going to hold on just like Joe, just for a little while longer. I'm just going to wait on it. Just wait on it. Right. Are y'all with me? Right. Stand your feet and give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Just wait on it. We're not going to open up and stand the same place we come from the Joseph Church. We're going to offer Christ and some of some of the Lord and Lord and say, Christmas Samuel. The Bible says, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. If you hear me calling, harden not your heart. Is there one today? Is there someone today who will know the Lord is their Savior? Maybe you're on the line, online, you're streaming online, you're live online. You don't have to be in the church to accept Christ as your Savior.
you still will work it out for us, amen? Yeah. 